Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long in May, you know we've done this for a couple of years now, we call it Mindful May. But this year we're expanding this concept of mindfulness to really talk about how we take care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you name it. But it's about that mindful awareness of the parts of ourselves that are important for us to take care of or pay attention to. And my guest today is going to share... Um, his story, but also what his story has meant for how he's, you know, gone through his own life and his own entrepreneurial journey, but also how he helps others. His name is Michael Anthony. Now he's been an advocate for adult survivors of child abuse. He's also an international speaker and an author, and he's been called the Tony Robbins of trauma. He spends his time today helping other survivors get out of the vortex. And in that process, they become the hero of their own story and take their lives back. So very important. He also hosts two different podcasts, the Michael Unbroken and the Think Unbroken podcast. He blogs every week on his uh, website, thinkunbroken.com, which we'll be talking about quite a bit. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he does today and how he's taken his history and made it a difference for him as well as others. So joining me from, I believe the beautiful state of Colorado is Michael Anthony, or also known as Michael Unbroken. Thank you for being with us, Michael. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. And, you know, today I actually, right before we started taping, I had to run back upstairs into my living room and turn off my heater because it is the day that we're taping is April 18th and the heater was going back on. So you may be experiencing that too, but you know, summer will eventually come, but Michael, you, yeah, no kidding. It will. I promise. Now you have, you have a story of trauma back there in your life, but I know you've done a lot of things to make that a difference in your life and other people's lives. So I just hit the highlights, high level of your bio. Tell us a little bit more about you, your story and how your story has helped you today to help yourself and others to shock their potential. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so many people were set up from failure from the jump. Uh, 83% of people have experienced uh, adverse childhood experience. I mean, I'd argue it's probably higher than 95%. You know, people have had some darkness happen in, in their childhood. And that held true for me at four years old, my mother, who was a drug addict and alcoholic, uh, she actually cut off my right index finger. And people go, well, how can your mom do that? I'm like, well, hurt people hurt people. She married my stepfather who was super abusive, kind of guy you praise never your stepfather, beat the crap out of my brothers and I put me in the hospital multiple times. And, you know, I used to lay in bed and, and pray and ask God, spirit, universe, whatever, send my dad to rescue me. Like I'm over here thinking, oh, he must be like saving the world or something. And I found out at a very young age, nobody's coming. 
And I spent the majority of my childhood deeply impoverished and homeless and back lived with over 30 different families between eight to 12 years old, getting bounced around strangers, friends, church members, vans, whatever. And my grandmother adopted me when I was 12. Now you think that'd be a heaven sent, but I'm biracial black and white. And she's an old racist ass white lady from a town in Tennessee you never heard of. So insert massive identity crisis, not to mention we had a copy of Hitler's autobiography, Mein Kampf on our kitchen table. So if that gives you any framework that tells you what was happening. And so I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk when I was 13. And by the time I was 15, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. I was breaking into houses, stealing cars, running from the cops, getting shot at, hurting people. Like it was crazy, but I was just like, oh, this is my life This is what you do. And I got put into this last chance program. And luckily, I eventually got a high school diploma. I did not earn that high school diploma. They gave it to me and they said, you got to get the hell out of here. And so I'm sitting here at 18 years old. I'm like, all right, I don't really know what to do. I'm, I'm working this nonsensical warehouse job, putting microchips into motherboards 12 hours a day. And you just see the desperation in people's eyes. Like yeah. this is where dreams go to die. And so I get fired, uh, probably because I'm stoned <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in my car and I'm thinking to myself here, what is the solution for poverty, homelessness, and abuse? Mm. I was like, it's money. It's got to be because it's the only thing we never had, but it's the one thing everyone always talked about. And so I made a declaration to myself. I said, by the time I'm 21, I want to make $100,000 a year legally. Now, this legal part was important. I've been in handcuffs multiple times. I got family in prison for life. And my three childhood best friends have been murdered. I knew what was going to happen to me. And so I started learning skills. And at 18 years old, I landed a job with a fast food joint with 52 people under me as a general manager in training, learning P&L, shrink, loss, inventory, ordering, hiring, firing, training. I'm a baby learning how to run a business legally, mind you. And and by the time that I'm 21, I realized like, this is not going to get me to where I need to go. It's exhausting. It's overworking. I've been here for a year and a half. I hate every moment of it. And I start learning more skills, writing more resumes, doing cover letters, interviewing. And I landed a job with a Fortune 10 company, one that everyone knows, no high school diploma, no college education, started making that six figures, and my life became a disaster. Oh, yeah. And I found myself heading into 26 years old after wasting three quarters of a million dollars on drugs and dinners and cars and clothes and all the excess that a person needs when they think that they find fulfillment in it. And I was 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And, and that's when I put a gun in my mouth. Yeah, I was done. I was like, I thought money solved these problems. Mm. and they don't so the next day I'm laying in bed and I was like this is the worst moment of my life you know and I'm like I'm 350 freaking pounds I'm eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit games like (laughs) rock bottom (laughs) I laugh now but then I was like oh my god what the hell is happening and so I wake up I get out of bed excuse me I go in the the bathroom and I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror And I remember being eight years old 
and, and the water company came and they turned our water off, but oh. they were always turning off our water, our electricity, our heat eviction notices on the door it was Tuesday. And I go in the backyard, I grab this little blue bucket. I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time I stole water. Oh. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this will not be my life. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't financially, but it was in every other way. And as I looked in the mirror, having this realization, I'd broken the promise to myself. I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Mm -hmm. The answer was no excuses, just results. Mm -hmm. And that meant that I was going to stop negotiating with myself. And almost 12 years later, here I am talking to you. Wow. So much in your story. I'm, there's just so many pieces. Obviously, there's so many more that, that we won't know just in this interview. But I, I'm just so compelled by, you know, your, your realization at different areas of this is going to be the solution, whatever this is. It's going to be money. It will be getting the diploma. It will be getting the job in the Fortune 10 company. But the real realization was I can't, I can't let my past dictate my future anymore. If I'm going to do it, I have to do it no matter what held me back. That's, that couldn't have been an easy an easy decision to make to all of a sudden say, okay, no more. I'm not going to negotiate with myself. I'm not going to have excuses because the reality of that is day-to-day -day hard, hard work. The first three years after that statement, I suffered yeah. nonstop, nonstop. And so, you know, it's funny because recently I was thinking about the, the definition of suffering and, and it's to experience or undergo um, an unpleasantness. It's to be subjugated to development. And, and for three years, it was like one step forward, 10 million steps back. I quit smoking a thousand times. I quit drinking a thousand times. I quit eating bad a thousand times. I'd like make progress and I'd fall backwards. And then I realized the truth. You see, trauma is not about the abuse. It's not like my mother cutting this finger off. It's not the cuts. It's not the burns. That ain't it. Like, yes, that's a factor, of course, but it's the theft of identity that we carry with us. And so those three years after that moment was me realizing that all I had ever done was placate myself so that I could be a chameleon to fit into the box that other people needed me to fit into for safety. Because yeah. think about this, the brain's only real true function is to make sure you survive. And right. so it looks and it takes meaning and measure of all the stimulus of the environment you're in. And it compartmentalizes and goes, is this thing safe or is it not? And the things that are not safe, it learns to adapt on and through, thus leading you to this place where if you're me, the most dangerous thing you could do is walk through the front door of your home. And I would mm. learn how to be not me to be safe. Yeah. And that's what happens. And that serves you for a period of time. And that's the worst part about it. Because when you're six, eight, 12, 15 years old, it's everything. And then what happens is you're 22, 40, 68 years old, 
you don't know how to be yourself because you've never been allotted the same space that other people had to make those discoveries in safety in childhood. And so in this three years following this moment, it was iteration after iteration after iteration of just like trying things, having these disastrous outcomes and initially feeling like I have no idea what way is up, but continuing to show up anyway, not giving up and eventually coming to the realization that the truth about healing trauma is you have to discover and create your identity. Mm -hmm. Well, so then talk a little bit about that, because I know you do coaching with people. Um, you know, you, you don't want to just say, here's my story, you know, listen to it. You want to make this kind of change in other people's lives. Talk about what you do and what kind of impact that can have for other people. Yeah, well, you know, and that's true. My goal, Think Unbroken's mission is very simple end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information by any means necessary so that another kid does not have a story like I just told you. Yeah. And so because of that, that requires a tremendous amount of effort, podcast, books, speaking, mm -hmm. coaching, programs, apps, all of it. Right. And, and the number one thing that I try to do when people come in that I'll, I'll teach people right now is to recognize the truth that once you cross this threshold, this is a rest of your life game. Mm -hmm. There ain't a day I ever wake up where I'm not like, I got to do some damn work. Like yeah. I got to make myself better. I got to try. I got to put in the effort. I got to go through the, the incredible discomfort of learning who I am through doing mm -hmm. increasingly uncomfortable things with consistency. And that's what I teach people when they come in. It's, it's, this isn't just mindset crap, right? Look, mindset is a word that gets thrown around in personal development so often it makes me want to vomit because like the truth about it is mindset's not going to do anything for you except get you to the gate. You want to cross the finish line. You've got to take massive action every day. And that's yes. the part that people don't talk about enough where it's like the, the cure all is action. And so it's teaching people the practical skills, but also the foundational understandings of causation and correlation so that we can point to why people limit themselves, why they are in their stuckness, why they're in that place we call the vortex of being in these limited beliefs, when in reality, like there's a reason. And if yeah. we can figure out that reason, this really beautiful thing happens because we are actually brilliant as human beings. We get to make meaning of that, put it where it needs to be and continue to move forward. And that's the goal is to look at this and go, Hey, why are you limiting yourself? Hmm. Maybe it's because when you were in third grade and you were coloring the house, Miss Smith came up to you and put her hand on your shoulders and said, you know, the moon's not purple. And all right. of the kids laughed at you while she criticized you in front of them. And your brain says, well, that was very, very unpleasant. I'm never yes. going to be me again. I don't want to be ostracized. I don't want to be kicked out of the community. And so now you're 30 years old. And the only thing that you want to do is go and build and create the life that you want, but you're incapable of doing it because you don't recognize the truth of the autonomic response of your brain saying, you better not do that. It's dangerous. Yeah, and so if we can... Moon. And so we can teach people how to understand causation and correlation. That becomes the trick of understanding the truth of mindset. And then you execute with massive action on the backside. And on a long enough timeline, the life that you want will be yours, mm -hmm. but you'll suffer on your way there. Yeah. And I, 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 so, um, I, I love what you're saying because it, it, 
reminds us all that we have the responsibility and to find success, we have to take that responsibility, embrace, embrace it, even if we didn't choose to have that put upon us. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how then we forget sometimes as adults that it's okay to say, I want the moon to be purple. Like, it's okay. That doesn't mean the moon has to be purple, but that is such a symbolism for viewing the world in the way you want to see it rather than the way you feel you've been uh, boxed in or expected to see it by the rest of the world or by your own experiences. 100%. And the real secret to healing is what I'm going to say right now. And the people who actually pay attention to what I say, their lives will change forever. For everyone else, they're going to think that this is hubris. I only do what I want to do. And I never do what I don't want to do. And what that means is living life on your terms through agency, by not placating, by not bending yourself, by no longer being a chameleon, but instead saying, this is who I am, and I will force the world to bend to me. And that's the secret of this. Like you have got to get to that place to build the confidence in yourself, to be willing to have the courage to step through the threshold of the unknown, to find out whether who you think you are is true or not. And the only way that you discover that is, is literally by being willing to step into the unknown. You see, one of the things I think is really fascinating about people who have survived traumatic experiences is that they will look at the world and they go, I thrive in chaos. And I always think to myself, that's insane. That is the worst thing you could ever say. What if instead you learn to thrive in peace? And what you come to discover is that through this, on the backside of figuring out who you are is all of this information about whether or not who you think you are is true, because in reality, you don't know yet because you've never been allotted the space to discover it. And so your certainty about who you are lies in the chaos of all of your experiences. And so you go, I'm really comfortable. Give me the underpaying job. Give me the toxic relationship. Give me the debt. Give me the repossessions. Give me all the things that I've always experienced that tell me this is who I've been. And then you make a choice and a decision one day to go, you know what, actually, I'm going to step into the uncertainty of the peace to see what's over there and build wealth and a successful business and a healthy relationship and great self-care and not be in debt and grow money and have everything that you've ever wanted because you choose to want it as opposed to other people telling you who you are. Yeah. I heard somebody say um, yesterday or sometime in the last couple of days, and they said, I hate it when people say this trauma, whatever it was, cancer, abuse, like, you know, horrible life experience, that trauma made me stronger. And this person, I can't even remember who it was, but then she said, what I want people to say is I am strong enough that when that trauma happened to me, I survived and to flip it and not give the power to the trauma, but to take that power in and of ourselves that we survive because of who and what we are, not because of the things that have happened to us, which allows us to get there. And I thought it was a really interesting way to look at it and stop feeding something that, you know, we think we have to live in that chaos instead of saying, no, I choose now to live in the peace. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I love that. And it takes Unfortunately, I, I believe, and until I can be proven wrong, and trust me, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people, I've coached thousands of people, I've yet to find the way to mitigate the risk of rock bottom to discover that truth. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, my, my hope is that maybe this work helps lead us to that place. 
But something came to mind as you were saying that, and Bruce Lee has a phenomenal quote. He says, don't ask for an easy life. Instead, ask for the tools to handle a difficult one. And, yeah. and I, I think that's the thing that actually is happening with people who survive traumatic experiences is you, you have the tools to cope for that moment. But then what happens is you get trapped in that previous experience and that becomes your identity, that of the weak person, that of the victim, that of the hurt, as opposed to recognizing the truth that the past is now the past and you cannot change it. But instead, what you can do is take from it and learn from it and use it to adapt into the new reality that you now live in. And instead of succumbing to it, own it and say, this happened to me, but this is not me. Mm -hmm. This is not me. And I'm going to move myself into the discomfort of finding me. Yeah. As you've, as you've said. Um, so Michael, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about mindfulness in this role in Think Unbroken and what you do with people. We will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then shock your media potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars, and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Michael Anthony uh, with Think Unbroken. And I really appreciate the fact you were talking a little bit ago about mindfulness and how it's thrown around. I'm so grateful that we're in a world today where more people talk about mindfulness, meditation, and being aware. It always cracks me up when people say, oh, I've tried that and it doesn't work. And I'm like, well, then you're just expecting, you know, to sit and breathe. And all of a sudden, you know, you have enlightenment. That's not, that's not what this is. And I, I started uh, meditating about 10 or 11 years ago. And to your point, the hardest part of my meditation practice is having to have awareness of things about myself or, you know, just how I operate in the world or the things you, you know, that you might get stuck thinking, I wish I didn't do that 15 years ago, but it really, that awareness is that discomfort when you know you have to make some change and you find a little piece to, to make some of those changes within ourselves. Um, so our whole, our whole theme for the month is mindful may and how, how we can use this to continue to help keep ourselves healthy in all these aspects of our lives. So when you, you know, what does mindfulness mean to you and to, and to your practice or, or your um, coaching with people? What, what role do you tr try and have this play 
to be a part of this healing and journey and finding yourself. So you can't see it, but in front of me is a very big sign and it says mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. But the truth is nobody ever tells you what mindset is. They're always like mindset, mindset, mindset. So <laughs> I'm going to actually tell you what it is. My mindset's very simple. When you understand this, it'll change your life. See, mindset is what you think becomes what you speak. What you speak become your actions and your actions become your reality. And mm -hmm. some of you are saying things that are so mean to yourself that if you said them to me, I would punch you in the face mm -hmm. and you're expecting to be successful. Think about that for a moment. The, the world, the universe, the environment, what you grew up in said, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. You don't deserve it. You'll never have it. And then you reiterate that to yourself. And then you act that way. You act that way often subconsciously by doing things that destroy your life, by not showing up, by not following through, by not executing, by not following your dreams. And I teach people when they come into coaching with me something really important. You, you grab this thing called a pen. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like it's the best 86 cents you'll ever spend in your freaking life. And you write down what I'm about to tell you. And you convince yourself that this is true. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Mm. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. And you might be thinking, well, Michael, what do you know about kindness? You're six foot four covered in tattoos with gold earring in your nose. Like <laughs> I know everything about kindness because I had to discover it. And so what happens in these moments of facing the truth of the reality of who you are and where you are incompetent because you have not yet put yourself in a position to learn, you'll ask yourself, well, what would a kind person do in this moment? Right. Would they show up? Would they do that workout? Would they eat the right foods? Would they read the book? Would they invest in the program? Would they join the coaching? Would they listen to the podcast? Would they get up early? Would they stop making excuses? And so what happens is in that space of kindness, you start operating like this and you're thinking this way and you take these actions and that becomes your reality. And for me personally, where it comes into play is I look at my mission. My mission is huge in generational trauma in my lifetime. Yeah. Do you know how irresponsible that is? Do you know how impossible that is? How improbable that is? How much time that takes? How much effort and energy and money that it takes to even broach the idea of dinging the universe with that thing? And I remind myself every single day because I am kind to myself that if I want that, I have to come to the reconciliation and the truth of the matter that I'm not good enough yet. Mm. Yet. Yeah. And so I have to show up. I have to invest. I have to learn. I have to grow. I have to change and heal and keep showing up day in and day out. And I have to challenge my narrative of what I believe I'm capable of doing mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all the ways, every single moment of every single day. And people ask me like, how do you have two podcasts and written three books and coach thousands of people and work with Grant Cardone and Tom Bilyeu and, and, and all of these people. I'm like, because I'm kind to myself. Yeah because I don't make excuses, because I don't negotiate with my dreams. Because when I say this is what I'm doing, it is done. Now it's only a matter of time and you recognizing that it's gonna happen. And sometimes I need you to be there too. And it may not have sat with you long enough yet to be reality, but I promise you it will be because you're not getting in the way of what I want. Yeah. And so that simply comes from the reality that when you understand the truth about your mindset and how you've been set up for failure from the jump, 
that you have to make conscientious decisions and choices day in and day out to build the life that you want. Cause there ain't no Disney moment and nobody's coming to save you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you talk to, and I talk with people about what they envision, you know, and, and I always say, just because whatever you've said out there doesn't seem probable, doesn't mean it's not possible because, you know, your mission is possible. It might be very big, but if we, if we step back from saying, well, I, maybe we'll get close, then we'll never go after it with the same gusto. And you're clearly, this is so important to you. This should be important to all of us. Your mission is something that should be important to all of us with the same level of passion, because it, it is life and world and universe changing without a doubt. But I love the fact that you show up every day saying, I'm going to continue to go for it because that's the only way I can even make it possible is to continue to show up like this. Yeah. Look, and, and it's not easy. I mean, there's not one day of this that it's easy. I mean, I've run, I've run businesses for years. I've built million dollar businesses. I've built businesses that crashed and burned, right? I've done it all and everything in between. Nothing's been more difficult than this because the truth is we live in a society in which people say, oh, you're a grown up now. Shouldn't you be over this? And what they fail to understand is the truth that all of our experiences lead to who we are today. And, and to be dismissive of this, you end up at 350 pounds smoking two packs a day and putting a gun in your mouth. Yeah. You can't hide from this. You cannot stuff it down. It will come for you. It is like the predator. It's going to find you. It's coming. Mm -hmm. and, and the truth about it is you can be prepared for it or you can ignore it. And I promise I can always tell the people who are ignoring it. I'll meet you and I'll know immediately. I can sense it. I can feel it because authenticity is such a big part of the human experience. And those who have suffered trauma learn how to be inauthentic because they have to. And so when you're sitting across from someone and you're like, something is off about this person, it's because they haven't dealt with the truth of the reality of their past and they're hiding from it. They're hiding from who they truly are. And the only way you get through that is you've got to force it. I hate to say it. I, I wish I could say, just read this book and your life's going to be better. It ain't. Nope. Read this podcast, your life's going to be better. It's not. Go to this mm -hmm. course and everything. No. Yeah. Day in, day out, every single moment till the day you die. This is the game from now on. And when you sign this dotted line, like you're in it. And the best part about this, the best part about this is recognizing the truth that who you are today does not have to be who you are tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And who you were yesterday does not define today or tomorrow. It's our choice. We have to decide to take it. Yeah. You have to be willing to let go. Yeah. You have to, because if I gave you a backpack full of bricks of all of your past, and I said, carry this with you every single day, everywhere you go for the rest of your life, how long are you going to carry that thing? Mm -hmm. At some point, you're going to have to let go and recognize the truth. And this is uncomfortable. Somebody hearing this does not want to hear this right now. You are not a child anymore. Mm. So true. And sometimes, yeah, if you choose not to let go of some of those bricks, they're going to, they're going to topple you. There's just no doubt. Um, Michael, incredibly uh, just motivating and really um, I just am very thankful that you've shared your story with us. I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but in case somebody's looking up, even though I already gave the website a couple of times, make sure to what's the best way for them to find you and follow you. 
Yeah, I'm everywhere on social at Michael Unbroken, but you can go listen to the Think Unbroken podcast. Just search Think Unbroken or thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. Everything I teach, literally everything I teach is there for free. All of yeah. it. Love it. And I know we are going, we've already had lots of words of wisdom from you because I've taken four pages of notes, but what, before we go, what are your uh, last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah. Like the, the truth about life is this, the dreams that you want, everything that's next, healing, growing, changing, building massive wealth structures, life, love, happiness, all of that stuff. It's all possible. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you ask, ask yourself this question, what am I willing to do to have the life that I want to have? And the answer is anything short of no excuses, just results. I promise you, you will get none of it. Yeah. Very good. It gives me some motivation. I have a couple of things that have been sitting on my to-do list for a while that I haven't done yet. So now I'm going to have to look in the mirror and say no excuses. Michael, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, and thank you for what you do. It definitely makes a difference. And I will send all my positive vibes that you achieve your mission because it will change the world. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.